Hey, welcome to the Walk On Podcast, a podcast that help you take your next step in the journey of following Jesus. So having lived in the Midwest my whole life, I haven't had much experience out in large bodies of water. The handful of times I have been out on a boat, the weather was beautiful. But there was one time I was out skiing with some friends when a thunderstorm popped up while we were out in the middle of the lake. And to be honest, it it was quite the unnerving experience, feeling totally exposed on that ski boat as the wind started to blow, the water got choppy, and lightning started flashing from above and rain pelting down as we raced back to the shoreline for cover. Mark chapter 4 tells the account of the disciples in the middle of the Sea of Galilee as a storm hits. And I'm sure the storm I experienced paled in comparison to their situation. Their little fishing boat was nearly swamped as waves crashed over it. And while the disciples are fighting to keep the boat afloat, Jesus is asleep in the stern. The disciples wake him up saying, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? And the scripture records that Jesus gets up, rebukes the wind, and says to the waves, quiet, be still. And the wind died down, and it was completely calm. This is a story you're probably familiar with. But in the last few episodes of this podcast, we've dug into the story of Jonah, and then we started to look at the echoes of that Old Testament story in the ministry of Jesus. So what about this account of Jesus calming the storm? Do we find any echoes of Jonah here? Think back to how the story of Jonah unfolds. God tells Jonah to go to Nineveh. Jonah goes the opposite direction. He jumps on a boat and sails for Tarshish. And on the way, a great storm threatens to sink the boat. And while the sailors are fighting the storm, Jonah is asleep. And they wake him and Jonah eventually says to throw him into the sea because the storm is his fault. And the sailors reluctantly agree. And as soon as Jonah's overboard, the storm calms. Did you notice any parallels there? A boat caught in a storm, people fearfully trying to keep it from sinking, someone asleep that gets woken up. And the person that was asleep helps bring about the end of the storm. It's kind of interesting, right? So what's the connection between these parallels? There's a phrase that Jesus says in Mark's account that I think brings more clarity. Earlier in Mark chapter 4, Jesus had been outside Capernaum by the Sea of Galilee speaking several parables to a large crowd. And then in verse 35, it says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. The other side. What's on the other side? Well, before we answer that, let's pause for a moment and talk about places. Places have identities. Different places evoke different emotions and carry different connotations, don't they? What comes to your mind when I say Washington, D.C.? What comes to your mind when I say Las Vegas? Or what about Lincoln, Nebraska? You probably had three different associations and thoughts, right? Places have identities. The same is true for places in the Bible. The cities and regions that the Bible names all carry different connotations and emotions to different people of Bible times. So Jesus and his disciples set sail from Capernaum. Capernaum is a city in the region of Galilee sitting on the northwest side of the Sea of Galilee. It's part of what's known as the religious triangle. 
three cities, Capernaum, Chorazin, and Bethsaida, form a triangle with points about three miles apart from each other. Interestingly, this is the area where the majority of Jesus' ministry occurs. It's also where 11 of the 12 disciples are from. This region had several large synagogues. It housed some of the most pious Pharisees. And most of the population in the religious triangle were Torah-observant Jews. It was a place of devotion to the way of the Jewish people. So you can kind of get a sense of the identity of Capernaum. So now let's talk about then what's on the other side. From Capernaum, the other side of the lake would have been the southeastern side, which is a region known as the Decapolis. It was a region of 10 cities. That's what Decapolis means. And this region and its cities were thoroughly pagan. They were Greco-Roman cities. These cities would have been full of temples and worship of the Greek and Roman gods. Um, the people in that city would have been pro-Roman occupation of the Jewish people. And so from the perspective of a Jew living in the religious triangle, the Decapolis would have been the antithesis of everything they believed in, full of idolatry and everything unclean. And the people of the Decapolis, opposed to the independence of the Jewish people, it would have been the type of place that Jewish parents warned their children of. So when Jesus gets his disciples in a boat and he says, let's cross to the other side, it was a phrase loaded with all kinds of connotations and emotions for his Jewish disciples who grew up in the religious triangle. And I wonder if two things might have come to mind for the disciples when they heard Jesus say that. First, I think they would have thought, the other side? We don't go over there. Do you know what they're like? Jesus, you're, you're a rabbi. You're a teacher. Why would you go to those people? And then secondly, they, they would likely wonder why they were going by boat. Even though many of the disciples were fishermen, they were not sailors. See, fishermen fished only a couple hundred yards from the shore, and, and their fishing boats were utilitarian. They were created for fishing, not for sailing in the open sea. And also, it would have only been about a day's walk around the Sea of Galilee to get to the Decapolis region. So why would they need to go by boat? And so with both of those things in mind, I wonder if the disciples were reluctant. Go where? Go how? Are you serious, Jesus? And so when the storm hits while they're in the middle of the lake, I can just imagine how they feel. Right? I, I wonder if their words have a, a little edge to them when they wake Jesus up and say, Rabbi, don't you care that we're going to drown? They probably think that if you didn't send us here in the first place, none of this would have happened. And so when Jesus speaks to the storm and it stops, and then he asks them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? I wonder if that statement was more than just about the storm. I, I wonder if it was also about the doubts they had about their destination. So with all the parallels of the story back to Jonah, another parallel is the people that they were heading towards. The same way that Jonah thought about the Ninevites was the same way that Jews in the religious triangle thought about the other side. These people don't deserve God. Why are we going over here? And I don't know for sure, but I wonder if Jesus was intentionally hinting back to the story of Jonah to help his disciples connect the dots to a broader mission. That Jesus sets up this situation, a storm, someone asleep on a boat, the waves being calmed, all hinting toward a broader lesson 
for the disciples. In the same way that God cared about the Ninevites that we see in the story of Jonah, Jesus was wanting his disciples to know that God cares about the people on the other side. No one is beyond his grace. Everyone has potential. And one more interesting connection between the two stories. For Jonah, the storm stopped when he was thrown in. He was sacrificed for the sailors. But Jesus simply speaks the storm and it stops. No sacrifice in this account. But soon there would be a sacrifice. Jesus would willingly sacrifice himself for those in the religious triangle and those on the other side. And I wonder if Jesus was wanting his disciples to catch his heart. And because of Jesus' sacrifice, all are forgiven and all can experience the goodness of God. Or as Paul would later say, that there's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. The other side is no longer the other. They are one in Christ Jesus. And so the echoes of Jonah that we see in the New Testament in the story of Jesus calming the storm is also a broader lesson for the disciples and for us today. That those that we view on the other side, that those that we view as out of God's reach or undeserving, that God's heart is for those people as well. And because of Jesus, the other side is no longer the other side. We're all one in Christ. So I invite you into a moment of reflection, a moment of honesty with yourself, and a moment to let God bring things to your mind. As you think about the connections between Jonah and the story of Jesus calming the storm, who's on the other side for you? Who are the people and places you just don't go? Who are the people and places in your life that maybe even unintentionally you separate yourself from? And what are the stormy seas that separate you from those on the other side? Maybe you separate yourself because the other side hurt you. Maybe the other side has something that you fear. Maybe you grew up with assumptions about the other side. Well, here's the beautiful news. Jesus can calm those storms. And if you're willing to step in the boat, Jesus is faithful and trustworthy that he has a purpose in connecting you to the other side. And you might be surprised that God's grace is more than enough for you and more than enough for those on the other side. So may we be people who understand that God's heart is for all, and the things that we think separate us and put people on the other side, that those barriers have been removed because of what Christ has done on the cross. And may we be ambassadors of the good news of the gospel, that God's goodness and love and blessing is available May we be people that venture to the other side. And maybe we realize that the other side is really not the other.
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Walk On Podcast. And as always, you can help more people encounter this podcast by rating and reviewing and sharing this episode. Thanks for listening.